I'm Rachel. And I'm Tristan. And today we're going to be talking about the pilot episode of X-Files. I'm pretty excited about this one, I'm not going to lie. This is, uh, well, I don't want to say too much. Should we just jump into the grid? Yeah. All right, so the first category in our grid is writing. Where to start? (laughs) Uh, So I think, first of all, before we get into too much, uh, I know we've talked about this before we even started this uh, this rewatch, just when we've watched this episode in the past together. Um, Easily one of the most well-written pilots ever made. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that it handles the best to me is the exposition, um, particularly with character development. They... You know, introduce Mulder in the scene where, uh, you know, it's Scully talking to uh, the FBI people or whoever, <laughs> you know, and they're recruiting her to, to work with Mulder. And, you know, she's, she gives the whole spiel. It's like, oh, well, this is what I know about him. But it comes off really natural. You get all this information about him. You also can see she kind of thinks it's silly. She laughs a little bit and is trying to, you know, maintain this professional air while she's talking about spooky Mulder. And it's just one of the best exposition scenes and then you get the flip side of that when it's Mulder talking about Scully when he's you know telling her about herself and how he you know I read your thesis here's how smart you are and yada yada um so yeah I just thought that the character exposition is one of my favorite things um particularly considering this obviously is a pilot um usually that's not handled well (laughs) it's very exposition in pilots is typically pretty bad um but that was one of my favorite things within the within the writing yeah, what did you like? <laughs> I, I, I agree completely. The exposition was handled really well. The characters were, like, right there, fully formed from, oh, from yeah. the beginning. Um, like, the, the scenery in the, in the woods and the sounds, yeah. everything. Like, ep- season one, episode one, act one, scene one, second number one. Yep. Like, the sound was X-Files. It looked X-Files. Everything was X-Files right from the beginning. Although I guess that's technical stuff. That's not really writing. Yeah, you're jumping ahead a little bit, but that's all right. Yeah. Do you have any Whatever. more writing-specific things to talk about? The dialogue was fun. I liked Mulder. He sounded like Mulder. He was, uh, I don't know if it's flippant or, uh, I don't know what the word is. It was Mulder. <laughs> uh, Cavalier? I guess. He's kind of... Easy breezy? I mean, he's kind of a jackass, but in such, kind a, of, such a yeah. charming way that it's you go along with it. And go. even Scully, I love her. I guess this is getting more into acting, which is the next category. Um, but just her her reactions to him. Like, there's a scene where he knocks on the door. It's like, who is he? He's like, Steven Spielberg. And it's like, oh, very funny Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> like, she actually, like, laughs and thinks it's charming. Um, so just little interactions like that. I, yeah. I enjoyed quite a bit. Just the seeing the beginnings of that relationship um, was just extremely well done. Yeah, I agree. And then... Um the cliches and stuff like it's i guess you could say it's cliched x-files like if you were to make like a fanfic x files episode it would have like all the cliches that it has but that's because it created these cliches exactly which i think i did take a a little bit of points off within the uh, genre cliche category um only because like it sets like you said i mean it it creates all of these tropes that are... I mean, you can really consider X-Files to be its own genre mm-hmm. of kind of a, a combination of sci-fi and, like, political thrillers almost with all the conspiracies. I guess it's not quite a political thriller, but, you know, it's got government conspiracies, it's got sci-fi, it's got all these elements of... It's even procedural, it's got elements of that genre. So it's got a lot of influences, a lot of mixtures. 
But really, at the end of the day, particularly now that it's been around for so long, I mean, X-Files is really its own genre. Yeah. And so, I mean, this, like you said, it, it sets up all of those tropes and, you know, they're not tropes yet because they're establishing things. Um, so all that said, like, that was all done really well, but I did take off a little bit of a point because it does set up a trope that I do not love, which is the Scully gets knocked out right when she needs to <laughs> see something trope. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like she didn't lose consciousness, so that's something better for the brain, I guess. But, you know, just that. And this I don't want to give, you know, we, we're not going to give spoilers away for any future episodes, but I guess that's a tiny spoiler-ish if you're brand new to the series. That's a trope that happens a lot that I, I don't love. Um, I don't think that's spoilery. That's a trope in a lot of shows. But yeah, I guess that's really most of what I have to say about writing. Um, yeah, I thought everything was particularly... I, I tried to, within my rating for this particular episode, I really tried to look at it not as much as, you know, the pilot episode of X-Files, but comparing it particularly to pilot episodes of other shows, which maybe that's not... I don't yeah. know if that's the best way to go about it or not, but as far as thinking of it in terms of, like, does this meet my expectations or not? Since it's the pilot episode, technically we shouldn't have expectations for future episodes. I mean, we do because, I mean, this is a rewatch for us. We've seen all the episodes. So that's, that's certainly a part of it, and I did, you know, consider that when I was particularly in things like character development, knowing where that relationship goes and, you know, just the character development overall. Um, you know, that certainly played a part. I've lost my train of thought a little <laughs> bit. Um, oh yeah, so I just, I tried to, you know, think of it in terms of like, how do other pilots handle these categories and, and how does this fit in? And it just exceeded, you know, those expectations because pilots, typically with any show, if I go into watching a new show and the pilot's not great, it's like, eh, do I like the premise though? Right. And if you like the premise and the pilot's not good, I'm like, I'll give it three or four episodes and then see. And usually that's enough. I mean, even shows like, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, a big fan and the pilot's awful it's it's i mean awful is harsh but it's not the best pilot ever even i mean most of season one is not the best ever um but you're kind of willing to take it out knowing that it gets better x-files nah it is yep on point front like you said second one it is x-files it is fully formed but yeah so it definitely got very high scores um Particularly with keeping that in mind of like, how, how do other shows go about their pilots and how did this show go about it? And it just pff, yep. exceeds all expectations. All right, so I gave the writing category overall a 9.5 out of 10. I overall gave it a 10 out of 10. That's Because, fair. like you said, as far as pilots goes, pilots go, um, I, I couldn't find any flaws. It was by far the best pilot I've ever seen. And as far as X-Files episodes go, I couldn't find any flaws. It was a really good X-Files episode. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't think of any reason not to give it a perfect score. Fair so enough. I did. And I did. I was a little bit harsher. Uh, mostly, like I said, the, the Scully getting knocked out trope. Eh, it's a little lazy. I mean, I guess not at this stage of the game, but I just, I just don't like that trope and it happens too often. So I guess that would be an example of looking back as an X-Files fan as opposed to looking at it as a pilot. So maybe that was unfair of me to take that half a point off there. And I also gave it, I guess I didn't go through everything before, but anyway, I also um, gave it a little bit of a deduction. Um, I didn't really feel like the character of Scully had as much of an emotional 
I mean, with uh, with Mulder, we definitely learn right off the bat okay. he wants to find his sister. That's, I mean, technically an outer goal, I guess, but it's much more of a you know emotional journey. That's that's his emotional reason for for being so attached to the X Files. We get that right off the bat, um, and with Scully, it's just kind of like, oh yeah, I dropped out of med school. It's you know I. Or not dropped out of med school, but you know, I, I joined the FBI instead of practicing medicine. My parents think it's rebellion, but I think it's a way to distinguish myself. And that's like, okay, we know she's driven and stubborn-ish, I guess. Like, like yeah. we get a little bit. Um, and it's still a pilot, and it's, you know, she's definitely a well-formed character. There's, you know, she's not lacking emotionally, I would say. Um, but I just, I wish we had gotten a little hint more, um there but I still you know I still gave that category that subcategory 9.5 out of 10 um so it didn't lose um, didn't lose much but just wasn't quite perfect so yeah those are the two biggest reasons why it didn't quite get a perfect name but still got I mean 9.5 out of 10 it's very close to perfect but I was a little harsher than you I guess but that's fair I can easily see calling it a perfect 10 out of 10 that's certainly no stretch all right, so then the next category is going to be the technical category, uh, which goes through pretty much everything that's not writing. Um, so definitely as far as acting and casting goes, uh, I mean, Jillian Anderson, David Duchovny, who else could play these characters? Yeah. And even like the, the acting is solid right from the beginning. A lot of times with pilots, um, you get a lot of stiff acting. They haven't quite found their voices as their characters yet. They don't quite have you know, chemistry yet. There's usually kind of an awkward couple episodes where between the writers and the actors, there's just a trying to figure out what they are kind of thing. Yeah. And this, it's, you know, they've got it right off the bat. Yeah. Um, I did knock a little bit of points down within that kind of subcategory, though, just because of some of the secondary characters were not bad by any means, but just kind of like, eh, they were fine. So I, you know, knocked a little bit down for that. I didn't give mm. it a perfect 10 with an acting casting. Um, particularly the character, um, how am I forgetting her name? Teresa? Yeah. Yeah, her, I mean, she's fine. She wasn't bad, but, um, not the strongest performance ever. Um, uh, yeah, for acting and casting, I gave it a perfect 10 for all of the reasons you said. Um, I guess the secondary characters, um, I mean, they're not going to win an Oscar, but, uh, it was serviceable. Yeah. There was, I couldn't, there was nothing that I thought was bad. There was no scene where it was like, oh, that right there is bad acting. That's Or fair. bad casting. Yeah. Um, everything was perfect. I also really like, I forgot to mention within casting, um, I like just the, the direction they went with casting, particularly if you consider that this came out in 1992, I believe, or was it three? three. I think it was three, 1993. If you look at other shows that came out, around that same time it's usually you know the main characters are you know 20 somethings you know lots of cleavage mini skirts very big in the early 90s and you've got in this show you've got i mean jillian anderson is gorgeous i'm not trying to downplay that but she's got a very natural look she's not blonde she's not you know she's not a platinum blonde I mean, you see her in her, in her underwear in this episode, but it made sense. I didn't feel like it was exploitative by any means. And they were like old lady underwear. <laughs> they weren't even sexy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I just felt that the the casting in that regard, and, and that was true with all the secondary characters too. They didn't go for like the glam casting, yeah, even though everybody's gorgeous. <laughs> they, they, they got lucky, but. Right. They, these are just 
regular people in some small town. I mean, there's no uggos in this town, but, <laughs> yeah. but they're not all supermodels. Exactly. Like, yeah. So I just I thought that that was refreshing. And in particular, like, that's more common nowadays, I think, it's mostly. I don't know, but I feel like 80s and 90s were a particularly rough time for hmm. for women in Hollywood and, and what, you know... I don't know. It just, yeah, I could be completely wrong. It just kind of seems like when I go back and watch stuff, and that might be more true of movies than TV shows. Um, but yeah, so I didn't mean to backtrack going back into acting and casting, but I thought that was just just great. And and how lucky America got that direction, because, yeah. I mean, David Duchovny, Jillian Anderson, doesn't get better than that. Um, so the next subcategory within the technical category is going to be cinematography. And this one, easily, I gave it 10 out of 10 for that subcategory yep. I mean it's just it was different than anything you ever saw on TV at the time even now you don't see stuff like well that's not true now you see it more often but like god they're filming at night you see stuff by flashlight there's oh, lots of flashlights yeah and just the rain scenes there were a couple of scenes where I'm like this is genuinely some of the most gorgeous stuff still that I've ever seen on the screen like the scene when they go to the uh, in the graveyard and they see that the graves have been dug up it's like pouring rain yeah. it's just beautifully lit sets the mood so perfectly and i mean that scene is is one of the best scenes in in television history i think both both in the writing and the way it looks it's just and particularly placing it within that specific time frame of film history just you didn't see stuff like that on tv um so it's just yeah just the cinematography was just amazing yeah yeah, I also gave it perfect 10 <laughs> for the exact same reason. Uh, it's just beautiful and stunning and totally different. Um, a few years ago, I watched Twin Peaks, and you can definitely um, see the influence of Twin Peaks. For sure. Um, but but even having seen that, it's just it's perfect. I agree. Uh, so the next is editing and special effects. Um <laughs> you want to guess what I gave it? <laughs> I don't think I have to. I know what you gave it. Uh, I gave it a perfect 10. <laughs> what a shock. I I didn't see anything that was bad or that was like, oh, that that's 90 CGI right there. Um, and there are, I know that there are some times where that happens, but I didn't see any of that in this. Uh, there was even a couple places where I expected it to look bad, but it didn't. Like there's a scene where they're in a car driving down a road and I'm used to seeing like that background that they yeah, show. Yeah, the green screen. Yeah, but yeah. they didn't do that because it was in the middle of the night and it was raining. So it was just like pitch black with yeah. rain and light. And like that's enough. I, that's the only time I've ever seen that. I Surely think. someone at the back of the car moving it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you can't tell. It looks great. Yeah, it looked great. And there was no need for any kind of special effects yeah just dudes with hoses i guess and probably someone with a light running back and forth every now and then like passing cars but yeah so i couldn't think of any reason to not give it a perfect score and so i gave it a perfect score all right so i was a little harsher with this category um i did this is getting really nitpicky and i'm well aware of that but there was at least one bad cut that i noticed where as when Mulder and Scully are driving, this is really... I'm well aware. This is so nitpicky. I'm so aware of that. Like, it's so nitpicky. But I can't help it. So they're in a car. It's the first one. When they first get to Oregon and they're driving and they're having their little exchange. 
and Mulder says something, and Scully starts to laugh. So she's in the middle of laughing, turns her head to look at him, and then when it cuts, mm. she's already looking at him with, like, the biggest frown on her face, like, so stern. I'm like, you were just laughing. Mm. I know it's nitpicky. It was just a quick little, just a bad cut, but it noticed it, and it, since it was, like, one of the only flaws in the whole episode, I'm like, <laughs> I guess I should notice it and, like, note it in here. So, and also a little bit for that. And then, uh, as far as special effects go, I agree that it was very well done and really stands the test of time. But the one scene that did bother me a little bit is when they lose nine minutes, and it, you know you see the bright light, and then it just like freeze yeah. frames. I don't. I mean, to be fair, I don't quite know how else they would have gone about. I guess just show the bright light, and then he says they lost nine minutes. Like I don't. Fade away. Maybe. The frame, oh, that or? was another thing that bothered me with the editing is all the fades uh, to black, which I know is, yeah. I mean, back in the day, they really made a point for commercial breaks, but we don't, obviously there's still commercial breaks, even though nobody watches live TV anymore, but like, you don't have a commercial break in the middle of a scene and like fade to black mid scene and then fade up and it, it's exactly where you left off. Like, that's just awkward. Um mm. But that's also nitpicky. <laughs> but yeah, maybe fade to white. I don't know. There was I, it just felt a little bit awkward. But yeah, so those are all like like I know I was being pretty nitpicky, but everything was getting perfect tens, and I'm like, like, like I gotta be a little critical here and there. So I gave it eight out of ten for editing and special effects. Uh, so the next subcategory is sound and music. Um, this one, I I think I've said this before, is just it sounded like X Files. Like, from the very yeah. first second, there's, like, bits and pieces that I can recognize that are going to be played for the next, what, nine years? Nine seasons? Um, there was a couple spots where it was very early 90s. It was very synth-heavy, which mm-hmm. I thought about taking a point or two off because of that. But then it was like, well, no, that's just how it was. That's what they did. It wasn't bad, it didn't sound like, well, this is bad. I mean, it was very period. It was very, it was very that time period. It, it felt very like 90s procedural. Like yeah. it was like law and Which order. Which it kind maybe? of is. It is. I mean, it's definitely, yeah. it follows more of a procedural format than a sci fi format. So, but. yeah, that definitely uh, stood out to me. But uh, it didn't seem. It seemed cliche, but not bad. It wasn't badly okay. done. So, another perfect ten. I went the complete opposite direction of that than you. <laughs> I didn't love the music, and this is one. See, I think you went more the approach of, like I was saying before, judging it as a pilot and comparing it with other pilots, or not necessarily that, but comparing it to what was around at the time. And with this category, um, I kind of I went the the opposite direction that I did with writing, and I, I looked at it as as a fan of X Files and someone who who I <laughs> this is gonna come up a lot in this rewatch. I was a weird kid, <laughs> like I was weird. I started watching the show when I was like nine, I think, and um, one of the very first like now as an adult, it's not uncommon for me to to listen to movie soundtracks. Pretty frequently, you can attest to this. Um, once I see a movie, if I like the movie, I'm like, well, I want to keep thinking about the movie. I'm going to listen to the soundtrack for, like, a month nonstop. It's pretty common. Or not even soundtrack, but scores. You know, like, I... But anyway, the, the, the first one that I remember buying is buying the soundtrack for the X-Files. It was Mark Snow's score 
for like the first three oh, seasons wow. or something. Yeah, that was like one of the first CDs I ever bought. I think, well, I don't know that I bought it. I was like 10 or 11 at that point. But one of the first CDs that was like mine, like it wasn't my parents that I was borrowing. So I, I have a certain, that was a very long segue to saying that I have a certain uh, connection with the music and, and I know how good it gets. So to hear that awful, you know, I, I keep saying Law and & Order and I've never seen an episode of Law & Order, so I don't know if that's accurate, but that very 90s procedural music just, uh, 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 just it's like nails on a chalkboard. I'm just like, no, that's not, but it gets so much better. And yeah. So I and I really didn't even consider when I when I rated this category for this episode, I pretty much exclusively was thinking of the music. <laughs> I didn't even think about all the stuff like you were saying, like, oh, from the beginning in here, all the like the sound the soundscape of the episodes, I guess, is is X Files. So I probably was was a little bit too harsh in this category because I, I wasn't really considering those things. But uh, I gave it a four point five out of ten for the the That's sound and music. Pretty bad. I mean, but I, I could see it because that those few sections with the synth, the, the procedural music. synth was really, is really jarring. Yeah, and just know like the music gets so, and we don't even get. I mean, the the theme song isn't even. It's, I almost wonder. I I just now thought of this, and I should have checked before we started recording. I bet Mark Snow didn't compose the music for the pilot. No, it says music by Mark Snow. All right, well, he just didn't. There were know. there were a couple. Sections that I recognize from other episodes. Okay. So I know that they reused some of it. Yeah. All right. Maybe the studio had more. I don't remember. They just didn't. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with explanations. <laughs> I, I don't know why the music didn't work well, but I was pretty harsh in this category. I, uh, I really love the music of X-Files, yeah. and that was not the music of X-Files. So. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. Nice. Right, so and the next subcategory within uh, the overall category of I can't technical. remember technical. Thank you. Um, so the next subcategory within the technical category is gonna be the aesthetics. Um, so this is you know everything from hair, makeup, props, locations, all that good stuff. I'm a little harsh on this one now that I'm looking at my score now. Um, I gave it an eight out of ten. Um, it's definitely I, mean, I didn't deduct points for this because it is what it is, but it's definitely early 90s fashion, which is kind of unfortunate in retrospect. But that's not why I deducted points. I think a big part, you see Scully wearing jeans. That bothered me. <laughs> and maybe I could just be misremembering, because I do feel like there's maybe a couple episodes throughout season one where it's like in in the wild or whatever, and she dresses a lot more casually. So that could have been. She's like, I'm in Oregon. I'm going to dress casually. Um, yeah. But just seeing her in jeans, regardless of the fact that they were waist-high mom jeans, like, or belly button-high mom jeans, like, you know, that was the 90s, that's not her fault. But just seeing yeah. Skelly in jeans was just a little jarring. Um, I feel like there were other things within this category that I saw, too, and I'm not sure why I was so harsh on it. They were, yeah... There was a lot of denim in this episode. A lot. Of, which, again, I know is a very 90s thing. Yeah. I know early 90s, all about the denim. But still, like X-Files, you just think suits. They wear suits. And even Mulder, he was wearing, like, a big blue, like, windbreaker. Which, again, I guess, like, I guess if you're in the middle of the forest. But they weren't yeah. in the forest that often. Yeah, it was to show their, like, out-of-office attire. 
I guess. Okay. That was really hard. I'm, is it too late to, like, change my score a little? 8 out of 10 seems really harsh when I really only have one complaint. I think you can change it. I'm going to change it to a 9. I, I changed it. I went ahead and did it. I gave it a 9 out of 10 instead of an 8 out of 10. Okay. But yeah, so it was a little jarring seeing them in such casual clothes. I mean, if it was just in the forest scenes, I'd get it. But even when they're, I don't know, it just seemed like for most of the episode, they were in their street wear or whatever, civilian clothes, um, when they were there on official business. It just seemed weird to me. You know, it's, it's probably getting into the nitpicky again. Um, I'm trying to be, in general, a little bit more critical. <laughs> I tend yeah. to just be like, I liked it. Um, so I'm trying to uh, really be be a little bit more nitpicky just to get some more diversity within my scores. In particular with X-Files, I know season one in particular, because I've seen these episodes so many times, starting from when I was nine and you know, it's 20 years of X-Files. That's a lot of time I've spent with these episodes, seeing them over and over again. Um, so I know it's going to be hard for me to be critical so I, I tried to be a little nitpicky um, just to make sure season one wasn't all perfect tens. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, I gave it a perfect <laughs> ten. Um, yes, there was a lot of denim and uh, their hair was what it looked like in season one. Yeah, um, I had like boy band hair going on with like the Superman did, curl. Yeah. When it was wet, it was like came down to here. I know he um, had, like, freaking bangs when his hair got wet. <laughs> um, it's the 90s. And then even when they were dressed up in their suits, everything was, like, the drabbest olive oh, yeah. possible. Yeah. It's um, a beige, drowning in beige. Yeah, beige mixed with olive. It was something. Yeah. It, was, it was not a super attractive color. It was very... I think, I think most of early 90s fashion can just be summed up as not super attractive, <laughs> unfortunately. Maybe they were, like, recovering from the bright colors of the 80s or something. That's probably a big part of it. Yeah. 80s, also not a super attractive. A lot more fun than early 90s. Yeah. Not the most attractive looks. So, yeah, the uh, hair and uh, clothing was not that great. Um, but you know, that's what they did. So I didn't subtract anything for that. Um, I don't know how this mixes with cinematography. I don't know exactly where to place different things, but I liked that There was the flashlights all the time. And so you see um, like the shaft of light and then the tons of rain, tons yeah. and tons of rain. Um, I know in other shows it'll be raining cause people will be walking around with their uh, umbrellas, but it's. You can't really see it on the camera. Yeah, which is, that's a really, this is a random side note, it's very difficult to film rain for that exact reason. Like, the drops have to be just big enough, you have to get the lighting just right, and then we have two people, a lot of times, like, they have to light it really unnaturally so you can see the rain on both sides. It's like, where's all this yeah. light coming from? Rain is hard. I talk like I've actually done it, but, you know, from what I have heard on movie commentaries, yeah, it is difficult to film rain. Well, they did a really great job. They did. On it's this. amazing. And uh, yeah. and as as far as um, you're saying, you don't know if that's more cinematography or flashlight or flashlights aesthetics. Um, just as a side note, uh, I just think this is interesting. X Files was one of the very first TV shows to use like practical lighting within their cinematography. So this is actually a case where it's both because it's an actual prop of the flashlight, which is fall under oh, aesthetics, yeah. but it's actually. Like, that light from the flashlight is lighting the scene 
so it's cinematography as well. I, I just think that's interesting because that's still not done that often, but it was yeah. like unheard of to see things like that on TV. It's just, I don't know, random nerd note, I guess. Yeah, but, that's a good one. Yeah. All right. So any last, uh, last notes you want to throw in for the technical category now that we've gone through all the subcategories? Uh, it was a very well-made episode. I agree with I that. I would say it was perfect. A little bit more critical, but not by much. So I gave it an 8.2 overall out of 10. Um, You know, like I said, being a little bit more nitpicky, um, I know I have a, I don't know, I lost my train of thought, but I'm (laughs) intentionally being a little nitpicky because I know so many episodes it's going to be tempting for me personally because I'm not, you tend to be more critical than me, so it's going to be interesting how later episodes go because I know know both of our feelings on the pilot are, are very... Held in high regard. This yeah. is, um, I mean, yeah, it's just it's phenomenal television. It's a phenomenal episode of X Files. It's a phenomenal pilot. It's it's great for so many reasons. Um, so yeah, but I, I still I was I was pretty critical, much more so in this category than in writing. Um, just mostly trying to avoid a lot of perfect tens. So I was being a little nitpicky, but I think eight point two out of ten. That's still. Definitely exceeds expectations, both as an episode of X-Files and as a pilot. Uh, it's just phenomenal. The production quality is amazing. It, I mean, it looks like a movie. You watch oh, it, yeah. it's like a movie that would be made today even. Like, it just, yeah. the, the quality. And I think a lot of it, they do, in these early seasons at least, they filmed on location in Toronto. They went into forests in Canada and, yeah. and filmed, and it really... Um, it really shows like it just the the production quality is amazing like it it looks like a movie yeah. and and tv wasn't that wasn't tv in the early 90s it's just uh yeah just changed tv forever it's amazing right, so the next category uh, is going to be memorability and this is just a, a one question category um so so for this one i easily gave it a perfect 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. um i will say i don't remember the first time i watched it which i think is weird um, but it's definitely one that once I saw it, it's, I mean, it sticks with you. There's so many, um, I mean, just the, the things it sets up within the, you know, the characters and, you know, Mulder telling Scully the story of his, his sister being abducted is so iconic. Yeah. Even though it was filmed really awkwardly. Yeah, that weird, like, broken neck <laughs> scene. Yeah, it's just like hanging over the bed like a puppy dog or something. I, I don't know it's what the they most were thinking. Uncomfortable way to tell a story. <laughs> yeah. I think they were trying to show his boyish charm or something, but it was just awkward. But there's just so many things um, that just, I mean, it sets up so much and it's Mm -hmm. so much exposition handled well. And I find myself, it's been easily a couple of years since I've seen this episode and I found myself wanting to quote along with the episode at several times. I I restrained myself, but it's definitely, I mean, just, you remember it. Just Mulder and Scully's first meeting, you just, it's memorable. Like, it's there's just no other way to, to put it. It's just memorable so easily perfect 10 out of 10 for me yep same here it's uh like you said i like i wanted to quote it like i I was under the impression you were sent here to spy on me (laughs) and and nobody here but the fbi's most unwanted yeah yeah when she walks into his like little basement office and he's like hunched over his (laughs) his little boyish nerd slide things and (laughs) And then 30 seconds later, he's showing her a slideshow of dead people. It's, <laughs> it's very memorable. And it, it does set up a lot of things um, that they, they follow through with. Uh, he's munching on um, sunflower, sunflower seeds. seeds. Yeah. 
and uh, cigarette smoking man, all oh, kinds yeah. of things. It's it's very memorable, right from the start. Absolutely. All right. So the next category then, uh, and the last category is going to be overall enjoyments. I'm guessing I know what you gave it, but I'll let you say it anyway. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. So perfect ten. <laughs> all right. Any uh, anything else you want to add to that, or that's pretty self-explanatory. It's perfect. All right. So I also gave it a perfect 10 out of 10. Um, I don't really think there's too much explaining necessary for that. Uh, it's just enjoyable television. I mean, it's, it it's literally some of the best television I've ever seen. Uh, aside from maybe like a few non-primetime type shows. Like, thing, I don't know. I, I forgot how to word. I forgot my words. <laughs> it's, like an HBO uh, miniseries or something? Right. Yeah. Like it's it's... On par, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. It's on par with like, yeah, you know, a Netflix. Yeah. It's like, like Jessica Jones has been my obsession lately, and I would say, very different, but it's on par as far as quality goes. Like, it's it's just some of the best television ever, and the fact that it holds up after twenty years is yeah. it's held up for a long time. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's uh, holds up. It's enjoyable. It's yeah, what else can you say? It's perfect 10 out of 10 for enjoyability. Yeah, especially seeing that, that the character interactions were, like, so dead on just right from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just really enjoyable to watch. It is fun. Yeah, just seeing, yeah, these fully formed characters meeting for the first time. And the like I was saying with, like, her, you know, Scully's facial expressions as, as Mulder's talking to her. Like, you can see... Like, the things she thinks is funny. You get little hints of her her sense of humor, and then you get, like, her facial expressions, and she's like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Like, you just, you see so much on her face of just, like, oh, this is going to be their relationship. This is how she responds to him. Mm-hmm. And him, too. Like, he does the same with her, but it, he usually takes the charge as far as reaction. Like, it's usually her reacting to him. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, you just, you see, I shouldn't say that. That makes it sound like... I don't know. She, she has a lot of agency. It's not just him controlling yeah, things, but sure. I'm backtracking now because I feel like I said something that isn't quite accurate, but I don't know. It's just, it's a lot of her reacting to him just being like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, yeah. Was, she, she nails that expression. Yeah. Right. Right from, right the, from beginning. the beginning. Just like, like I did learn when I was a kid, I learned how to raise one eyebrow because of Scully. I can't get nearly as high as her though. <laughs> nice. So did you give this episode any extra credit? I did. All right. I gave it a perfect, no, I gave it uh, just one point of extra credit. I didn't want to go overboard. (laughs) Um, Just one point for just being so fully formed. It just, it's it's like Athena just sprang from Zeus's head, (laughs) fully formed, an adult woman. Here here you go. It's X-Files, the pilot, fully formed. Fair enough. And it just set up so many things. And it was so unlike anything else. It's, I, I think, in addition to being perfect in every way, it deserves one point of extra credit. All right, fair enough. I also gave it one point of extra credit, and I forgot to put a note to myself reminding me why. <laughs> I don't remember why. I feel like it was for similar reasons. Oh, I remember why. I got it. It's all it's all good. Uh, for being uh, the best pilot I've ever seen. Or, oh, or yeah. up there, at least. I, I would say... I don't know. It's hard for me. I, I love the show Community, and I think that that pilot... That's a really good that, I mean, it's a very different genre, so maybe I should just be like, 
within the longer form, dramatic form of shows, X-Files is the best. And within the comedic, shorter form. But that's getting weird. A little bit. Yeah, but... But yeah, those two pilots are, are very close for me as far as, as what's the best pilot I've ever seen. Um, and I'm not sure what the answer is. Probably this one, but that's probably, it could just be because I've seen it more recently. Yeah. So it's hard for me to say. But it, regardless, easily, I'll say easily top three because there's probably something I'm forgetting, but probably easily top two, maybe top one. It's it's somewhere in there. It's good. It's yeah. it's a great pilot. Um, so I gave it a point of extra credit for being one of the best, if not the best, TV show pilots ever. So my total score is going to be a 95.25, which is really close to perfect. Um, but I did find things here and there that, that kept it from being perfect. Um, and again, I, I can't reiterate this enough. Uh, I was being nitpicky. I am aware of that. Um... But I know a lot of episodes are going to be really high. So if I'm not nitpicky, um, I know myself it's going to be every score is going to be really high. So, uh, but it's still that setting the bar very high for the rest of the season and the rest of the series ultimately. Um, but that's what a good pilot does. So, um, yeah. Uh, my final score, since it was perfect in every way and gets one point of extra credit, is 101 out of 100 points. That's pretty damn good. That's going to be a tough act to follow. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I guess that wraps up this uh, rewatch of the X-Files pilot. Mm-hmm. I am looking forward to doing some more episodes. Uh, I think this is going to be fun. This is a yeah. good start, a good omen for a good rewatch. All right. So we'll be back next week to review season one, episode two, Deep Throat. <laughs>